Is this a Patreon? No, this is regular. Oh, cool. Yeah. Everybody gets to hear it. Everyone. Are you ready for it? Boom, boom, boom. Are you ready for Like the Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah. Baby, let the games begin. Let the games begin. I don't, don't sue know us. the words. <laughs> I don't know the words, but I'm dancing with you. Welcome to, oh wait, no. I'm sorry. Hi everyone, this is Kate. (laughs) And this is Kevin. Welcome to Horrorwood Misfit Monday. Misfit Monday. That's what we're calling it. I love that. That's amazing. listener tale day it's exciting because we finally have enough to like do an episode that's cool you people are sending you people you You people people. (laughs) what are you parisian (laughs) no i'm kidding you'll know if you listen to the previous yep okay yeah there we go uh (laughs) but you guys are you're sending in your stories and I am so glad you are. I mm. love reading them. We are about to do like our first real full-length Listener Tale Day mm-hmm. episode. It's Misfit Monday. It's all about you guys. We have mimosas. We do. Kate, Kate makes a mean mimosa. Isn't it good? It's delicious. The Grand Marnier is the real secret in there. You know what? I need to shut down my... Not shut it down, but I need to close my... <laughs> You're like, I'm going to shut down my computer. <laughs> I need to close out my mail because it makes noise. FYI, ever since you sent me that TikTok video, it made that account for me. Like, I didn't sign up. And so now they email me multiple times a day oh, to be I'm like, so you might like this video. Well, no, you I didn't. I think you can stop that. Yeah. You you didn't make the account, but it, it just, made an account for you. I didn't even ask for it. And then like someone. Because it used your like. Yeah. It used my email. Email. Yeah. Oh my God. And so now they're emailing me all the time <laughs> and being like, here's a suggested video for you. But you followed me back though. Thank you. I did because I want to see your videos. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, I don't make videos much anymore. I know you only had like seven on there to start with, <laughs> and they were all during the pandemic of me like trying to be funny, thinking I was going to be a TikToker. <laughs> you know, like making funny stuff, and it just was not landing. But that dub smash you have on there, I miss your dub smash. Which one? The Aaron Brockovich one. That might have been it. Yeah, you have your werewolf hand. Yeah, and, like, and a pant, a walk. <laughs> It's so that good. it's that clip of her like yelling in the office, and the lady's like, "Blah, no, you can't." And she's like, "I'm not talking to you, bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are the king of dub that was smash. my first TikTok. Well, I dub smashed it, and then I uploaded yeah. it to TikTok. I wish dub smash was still like a big thing. I wish. It, I mean, it exists. Sure. Um, but it's definitely not the same as it used to be. Yeah. We are, uh, as I mentioned already, having a little mimosa. We're doing a little drinking because today is about being loose. Loosey goosey. Having fun. It's not necessarily Hollywood related or entertainment related. So for our Misfit Mondays, we're, we're taking a little break from that because we want it to be all about you guys and the stories that you send us because you guys are like really fucking interesting. Yeah. 
and funny. Yeah. And we want to showcase it. Yeah. So write in, peeps. Yeah. Write us your tales. Send them to our email. It's in the show notes. And yeah, we've got some good stories for you today. It's also October, which yeah. is wonderful. Halloween season. I love it. Oh my god, I'm I'm Halloweening up everything. His even his phone my case. My phone is case Halloween. is Halloween. I bought some Lisa Frank Crocs, which, which aren't really Halloween. Aren't really Halloween, but I feel like it's you know dressy up, be fun. Good yeah, times. yeah. I tried to buy a Hocus Pocus shirt off the TikTok shop. Uh-huh. It was like tie-dye and it said it's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus and had like a little emblem of the Sanders and Sisters. Oh, fun. And it was sparkly. Yeah. But the people who, and this is no fault to the seller. I think they, it just, it got picked up real quick on TikTok shop and everybody wanted one. Uh-huh. And they're a teeny tiny little business in Oklahoma. Sure. And they couldn't make that many that quickly. Yeah. And if they can't ship it in a certain amount of time, TikTok shop cancels the order and refunds you. Oh, wow. So that's what happened. Oh, that I feel bad for that business. I know. And she makes a lot of videos that's like, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm really trying to get you your shirts. Like, yeah. I'm doing all I can. It's just me and my mom and my boyfriend's oh. helping. And <laughs> What's her name? Oh, I think the shop is called What the Frig. What the Frig. Everybody give them some support. I mean, don't order all your don't stuff order- <laughs> right away. They- well, she has a website, too. Oh, I think there if you, you go. And I think, like, you can... I think what she was saying is if you didn't get it through TikTok shop to go to her website. Oh, perfect. Because then she can like actually keep the orders. Yeah. Even though it'll probably take a little while. But but give her some I support. might go to her yeah. actual store and buy it because I really like this shirt. It's yeah. so cool. It sounds cool. What's also cool is that October has five Mondays, which means you're getting five episodes this month. And that's. I didn't realize that. That's exciting. So this one uh, is, like I said, all about you guys, and I we've got four stories for you. So we're just gonna take some. We're gonna take turns. Kevin's gonna go first. Yeah, I just imagined like the lights go out in the closet, and he comes back up, and I'm wearing like a whole one of your outfits. I and would I'm like sipping on a samosa. Li- samosa. <laughs> I don't think I you re- sip samosas. <laughs> That's a very delicious Indian right, food, though, that I do enjoy. <laughs> I love samosas. <laughs> when I studied abroad, I would go to like the little uh, bodega shop around the corner from my dorm, and I would get um, a strongbow cider. Oh, okay. And uh, a, a chicken samosa. <gasps> that sounds delicious. Oh my god, it's so good. Now I kind of want Indian food for dinner tonight. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but tonight's, I mean, today's not about our dinner plans. Not at all. It's about you. And Kevin's about to kick this sucker off. I'm excited. I am so, too. Do we? Do I have a name? This is from a, a listener named Joe? Yes. Okay. Maybe it's at the end. It's in It's in there. I briefly read over these just to put them in, our, in a format so that they're all alike okay. so we can read them. Great. So... Here we go. All right. Let's start. Hey, Kate and Kevin. Hey. Hi. (laughs) Here's a ghost story for you. It was fun revisiting this. Oh, good. Good. No worries, by the way, if you're not able to use it. We're we're using using it, (laughs) yo. I wrote it exactly as I remember it, exactly as it happened. And in the end, it turns out it wasn't all that spooky. Okay. If anything, it was kind of a fun experience, if that makes any sense. It does. I think this is going to be great, though. I'm excited. I'm excited. It doesn't, you know, if there is even a level, even an inch of spookiness. Well, he said it's a ghost story. Right. So, and I briefly read it. Like, again, I just kind of scanned these just to put them in a PDF form. 
So let's go. Okay. All right. Oh, his name is Joe. He says, if you do use it, certainly feel free to use my name, Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe. What's up, Joe? What's up? I have to burp. Okay. <laughs> oh, I heard it, even though you turned away. <clears throat> Excuse me. That wasn't part of his story. That was story. a ghost, actually. <laughs> Kate has a Kate brought a burping clown ghost back from Las Vegas the other day. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Those clowns were fucking terrifying, I though. I can imagine it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was sipping my mimosa as you said that. I almost spit it out. Oh, no. The equipment. Okay. In the summer of 1994, a vacationing neighbor asked me to stay at her house to watch her cat. Okay. It's nice. On break from college, I was otherwise working as a receptionist at a small real estate firm with a cadre? Cadre, yeah. I've never heard that word. It's like an organization of people. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me. Vocabulary, vocabulary lessons with Joe. Um, a cadre of kindly elderly realtors and very, very few clients. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> house sitting meant I could live somewhere other than my parents' house for a spell. Nice. While earning some extra income. It was hey. a dream. It sounds like a dream. It sounds Joe. like it. Oh, Especially when lovely. at that age, like that's all you want. Yeah. You want to be independent, you want yeah. to be making your own money, yeah. and you want to be out of your parents' house. Exactly. Like doing your own thing, having a good time. Whoop, whoop. So it turned out watching my neighbor's cat did not mean I ever actually saw the cat. Oh. What? <laughs> this was one of those cats that lived in the margins, off the grid. <laughs> I didn't know that cats could live off the grid, but I kind of love it. I do love it. It's like a no, rogue You know, cat. it doesn't have a chip. It doesn't, you know. It's, just, it's wild. It's, it's doing just, its own thing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck all you fuckers. It's kind of like like feeding a feral cat. When you just like put the food out, you don't see the cats, and then the food's gone And the yeah, next day. you come back and there's nothing there. <sighs> Living in the margins. In the margins. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, it lurked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we've all had lurking kitties. They're usually traumatized. I don't have them because I'm allergic. Oh, that's right. I had a cat that lurked. And -hmm. though looking back, I wish I knew more about the cat. It plays no role in this story. Okay. (laughs) That's okay. And thank you for mentioning a cat. Because Kevin loves cats. I love cats so much. I mean, I don't dislike cats. You just can't be around them. They would just kill me. Yeah, yeah. No. Just this is a side note. Despite that Kevin and I have been good friends for years and we host a podcast together, I've literally never been inside his home. No. You've been to the, the front door. I've been to the front door and you <laughs> talk to me like through the mail I've slot. T- through the little mail slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want the cat because there's so much cat dander. He in has there. two cats and that's too, too many. Too, too many. The house itself was quite small. A one-story, late 20s bungalow with two tiny bedrooms on either side of just one bathroom. Okay, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it, too. Just one narrow Art Deco bathroom with thick porcelain, baby doll pink fixtures. I know I exactly that. what yep. that looks like. Yep. Um, set against emerald subway tile. Yep. Yep. Sounds about it right. It all tracks. <laughs> no shower, just that big pink tub. No shower. Wow. It was dramatic, and in the two weeks I stayed in that house, I discovered the joy of luxuriating in a piping hot bubble bath after a work day spent answering the phone a few times. (laughs) For the three clients. I 
this is a dream. And I, I know exactly what those tubs are. My grandparents had a tub like that, but it was like that mustard yellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I played in there a lot. <laughs> As a kid. Played in the tub. Play, oh, playing with toys in the tub. Uh, that is when the ghost would allow it. Oh. What? Initially, I experienced issues, which I assumed were just typical of a house that had not been updated with modern plumbing. Fair okay. enough. I would turn on the kitchen faucet and there would be a five to 10 second wait before the water flowed. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. I would have probably not waited that long and turned it off and been calling the water company. Or it would turn on for a few seconds, then off for a minute or so and then back on. Oh. And I swear that once at the bathroom sink, the water began to flow just a couple of seconds before my hand turned the faucet on. What? Ew, spooky. I felt like the plumbing was toying with me. Sounds like it. And though it was annoying, I could live with it. Okay. I mean, you were getting water eventually, eventually. right? <laughs> I did not immediately assume it was a ghost. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I wasn't especially into hauntings. And when I asked the realtors at work about it, they all said the same thing. That's what you get with galvanized pipes. Okay. Okay. To a person, they harped on those galvanized pipes. But the longer I stayed there, the more I felt like the water... Okay, sorry. The but, but the longer I stayed there, the more I felt like the water flow, or lack thereof, was intentionally performed. Oh. Ooh. On a given evening, I might be allowed to wash the dinner dishes in the kitchen sink, but the hot bath would be a no-go. Oh, it's like you get one or the other. One or the other. Do the dishes take a bath? Let's take a bath. <laughs> I would go for bath. I'd go for bath over dishes. Any day. On another night, the bath would be provided but I'd have to force flush the toilet with a bucket I kept filled for such purpose. I really hate that. I hate, I that, hate that, so that for you, much, Joe. Joe, that sounds so annoying. Eventually, galvanized pipes or otherwise, I began to feel like I was being smirked at. <gasps> Ew, oh. what? My perspective may have shifted the day I learned that the ghost liked music. Okay. Specifically, Judy Collins's 1966 <laughs> album, In My Life. That's so specific. That is very specific. <laughs> and also, how did you find out that that's, that's what the ghost I like? think, Joe, were you listening to that album? Sounds like I it. I know. I'm not familiar. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I returned home from work that evening and opened the door to the sound of progressive folk. Uh-huh. I wasn't startled, actually, as these were still the days of the radio alarm clock. But did my neighbor have a radio alarm clock? I couldn't recall ever having seen one. Oh. Wow. So this music just started it's just playing. Ha- just playing. That's spooky. The front bedroom was used as a study. And I was unfamiliar with its contents as I never had a reason to go in there until now. Oh. It was the first place I looked for a radio, and indeed it contained one. Okay. But it was not a radio alarm clock. It was a full-on Panasonic stereo system. The kind with the metal knobs, the dual cassette decks, and the turntable. My grandparents oh, had one yep, of these. I, I know, know these. exactly what you're talking about. The currently spinning turntable. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and he italicized currently spinning. Oh, goodness. Uh, with its needle moving midway through side two of Collins's classic LP. 
Whoa. I cannot quite remember the specific song that was playing, but it forced, but if forced to guess, I'd go with, I think it's going to rain today. Okay. I like that. I like you have a guess for it. I love that. Ghost Hunters, do with that what you will. Okay. One of my responsibilities as a caretaker was to water the front and back flower beds. On my first Saturday afternoon in the house, I positioned the sprinklers in the yard, one connected to the front spigot and one to the rear, turned on the water on full blast, then went indoors to do something idle. After about 15 minutes, I went back outside to reposition the sprinklers only to discover that they were no longer issuing water. Oh. The taps were still on but running dry. Whatever entity this is, is like hogging the water. It's it's it's, strange. It's really strange. I went back inside the house and noticed the kitchen sink was full of sudsy water. Mm. Ooh, had I even done dishes that day? Question mark. But when I flipped the faucet, nothing came out. A check of the bathroom fixtures yielded the same dry nothing. Okay. Hmm. At another point in my life, This kind of powerless confusion might have led me to lock myself in the bedroom and descend into madness. (laughs) Sames. Samesies. But I was 20 years old, so I called my dad. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Living just a half a block away, he arrived within minutes and dutifully checked all the faucets before heading down to the basement. I followed at a slight distance, waiting for the inevitable announcement that we were dealing with galvanized pipes. Okay. Oh, here's the problem, he said instead. Your water is shut off at the main. Huh. I looked next to him at the valve on the basement wall, the entry point bringing water into the property from the city supply. It had been completely turned off. Weird. My dad turned it slowly counterclockwise, and after a few turns, the sprinklers, the kitchen sink, the bathtub, the bath sink, all gushed in blissful issue. Mm. And for its own quieter part, the toilet tank began to fill. Okay. Why did you shut off your water main? My dad asked when we were back Logical in the kitchen. Question. Right? No, I get it. In the tone of voice he used when he knew we were getting into an area in which I was entirely helpless and didn't want to embarrass me for it. Aww. That's nice of him. I had a parent who would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And embarrass me in front of a room of people. Your mom? Yes. That old. I'm not apologizing to that old bitch. Oh, shit. You guys, she's dead. So it's just got like really weird in here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Should I leave that in or take it out? No, leave it in. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm going to take a drink of my mimosa. Yeah, do it. Joe, your dad sounds like a nice guy, though. It's interesting that, like, the water worked sometimes. Like, he could take a I know. Whole Why bath. was the water working sometimes and just, like, filling up things randomly when he wasn't there? Because like, the I get, like, if you turn off the water, like, whatever is left in the pipes, you can still get that right, to come it out. it wouldn't be that much. Yeah, would you it? wouldn't have, be able to, like, fill a whole bath and yeah. wash dishes and shit. Oh, yikes. Joe said, Dad, I haven't been in the basement since I've been here. I replied. He looked behind me at the sink full of sudsy water and took off shortly thereafter. My father, like many men of his generations, is undeterred by mystery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. The si- I'm guessing the silent generation, maybe. Mm. Scary. That's the real horror of this story. <laughs> 
After he left, I took a closer look at the water main valve in the basement. Almost 70 years old, it required some effort to turn. As with the dexterity required to drop a needle on a record groove, this was not a task that a cat's paw could accomplish. Oh, oh the kitty. I forgot about the kitty. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Because <laughs> I was like, what? what he said it doesn't paw? play a big role. <laughs> no, but fair enough. The and cat it, didn't do it. The cat lives in the margin. So yeah, it's not around. Something else was with me in that house. Mm-hmm. Something that liked it dry. Yikes. The water-averse ghost. Water-averse ghost. Also, there's a really good movie called I See You. I think I've seen it. With Helen Hunt, and it's like about- Is it frogging? Frogging. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing until I saw that movie. Yeah. It's like frogging is where people will like be living in the house that you're living in, but they'll be undetectable because they're like in the margins. in the walls. In the, they're like the kitty in the margins, <laughs> but it's people. Ooh. Ooh. On my last night there, I scurried. I needed to leave early the next morning for a road trip, and it was midnight before I finally finished packing and was ready to fill the bathtub for one final relaxing soak. Oh, I get that. Oh, Joe, I might need to take a bath tonight. Since losing weight, I fit in my bathtub now. Hey. I love it. I didn't even know you had a bathtub. I thought it was just like a shower. I mean, it's a shower. It's like... It's small, but I can I can get in it. Yeah. Give me a bath bomb. <laughs> Lush. Lush. Do you still love Lush? No. Okay. I still enjoy some of their products, mm-hmm. but I, I don't go there and actively buy them. I'm a Sephora in person now. I got it. I got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my own fault. That was not the autumn. Okay. Fault. We should tell what happened. <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry to interrupt sorry. your story. There it goes again. But- so before before we started, I warned Kevin that the ottoman in this closet, like it's kind of broken. We had something under it and I don't know what happened to it. I was like, so just be careful. He's like, yeah, totally. It's going to be fine. And then he I literally almost, just, almost fell. just fell over. And the look on his face Scary. was amazing. It was going, going, but I tipped it back. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So he was going to go for a relaxing soak. This yes. one final night in the pink bathtub. Sudsy water sounds good. Sounds so relaxing. Yes. A steady flow, then an abrupt nothing. Mm. The water stopped. Damn it, I muttered. Bad timing for this. I went from faucet to faucet, performing the ritual, turning turning on the water and watching the on-off-on performance with which I had become so familiar. Mm Mm-hmm. Based on my experience, it might take me an hour to get permission to fill that tank. Holy shit, an hour? If I was allowed to fill it at all. I don't have that kind of patience. I would not be able to. It's also midnight. I wouldn't, but I also would not want to go down into the basement. No. Oof. At a particular spot in the dining room, I could see all the faucets, kitchen and bathroom sinks and tub. I stood in that spot tired frustrated and put out i'd feel the same yeah for my part i felt for my part i felt i had been a good housemate to this water miser (laughs) (laughs) water miser for going baths on some evenings leaving dirty dishes in a dry sink on others in my irritation and for the very first time in my two-week stay i addressed the ghost directly oh i do not have time for this i said firmly with grit oh getting sassy with the ghost sometimes you have to stand up to them yeah a beat 
and then all the taps gushed water and continued to do so upon request for the rest of the night and the morning to follow. (gasps) So the ghost was like, fine, water. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you water. You saw La Rev in Vegas. Oh my God. I imagine like a giant waterfall. That show's amazing. That show was so good. It strikes me now as odd that I never felt unnerved by whatever shared that house with me for those weeks. The house was certainly spooky enough, with its antique furnishings and heavy doors and creaky floors. But the spirit who lived there was more playful than anything else. And Judy Collins was very popular in her day. (laughs) Yeah, she was. So the music may have been offered with the best of intentions. Oh, I love that. sweet. I did make it a point later to mention to my neighbor that it appeared I had not been alone in her house. She was unruffled. Okay. She was. So she knew something was Apparently, up. Apparently when she had first moved in, she too had encountered a presence. Oh. A religious person, she t- chalked it up to spirits cleaning house. After Wait, what does that mean exactly? Spirits cleaning house. I don't know. Is that a saying? I don't know. Joe, we need to know more. After a few weeks, she claimed all evidence. I think that's a way to like wash it off. You okay. know, like, oh, it's just the spirits cleaning the house. She's okay. a religious lady. Okay. After a few weeks, she claimed all evidence of a ghost had disappeared. But I choose to think that the ghost decided it just didn't click with my neighbor and simply waited for someone else to come along. (laughs) Someone who would be patient with it and lay down boundaries only when absolutely necessary. And why shouldn't ghosts be selective in their relationships? Why shouldn't they? They are ordinary people after all. They sure are. They're just dead. Yeah, I agree. And that's Joe's story. Oh, thank you so much for sending that, Joe. That was a great story, Joe. And it, you know what? I agree that you just have to like respect the ghost and you can just talk to him. Yeah. Because Mutual respect is the way out of a scary situation, right? Feel the same. I hope. Unless you're like mid-murder. I don't think they're going to care if you're polite. <laughs> Kate goes back to the museum in Vegas and goes up to the clown and is like, hi, how are you? Are you okay? Are you doing okay in here? And it just like here? pushes her against the wall. <laughs> Uh, All right, I have one. Yay. This says, hi, Kate and Kevin. My name is Katrina. Hi, Katrina. You can use my name. Hi, Katrina. I was doing my usual tradition of prepping dinner while listening to Horrorwood and heard your plea for listener stories. Yay. My story involves a medium. Mm. I want to go to a medium so bad. Do you want to go to one together? Yes. We can. They do like joint. They're kind of expensive. There's one on the corner of uh, Lawrence and... That doesn't feel real to me. (laughs) No, I mean, there's a a psychic sign in the window. But that's different from like a legit medium. Oh, a legit medium. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Fortune tellers. While 98% of my experiences with my friend and spirits she speaks to who have messages for me have been loving and healing... There was one that spooked me a bit, and the ghost wasn't even trying to be scary, so the spookedness was all my reaction. Mm. Okay, here goes. You have my blessing to take editorial liberties. I'm not gonna. And don't do murder. I love it. I had been friends with a woman named Michelle for five years before she shared with me that she had the ability to see spirits. We met in graduate school and were both primary grade teachers. Aw. 
She was not a medium by trade and felt burdened by her ability to see and hear spirits. That's so interesting. To I me. think, yeah. Like, just you, and then you hear that a lot from mediums. It's like, oh, I can just see spirits. And like, it just doesn't leave them. Like, that would be a burden. If, cause imagine if they're just everywhere. Oh my God. And like, everyone you're talking to, you're like, I'm trying to listen to your conversation, but Ooh. like, there's three people around you right Yikes. now who are trying to get messages through. Wild. Kate, you should watch Talk to Me. It's on my list. Okay. After five years of friendship, she felt we were good enough friends to let me in on her little secret. To be fair, she was nudged firmly by a relative of mine. Ooh. My uncle, who had passed in a freak accident two years prior. Oh, my God. So the uncle was telling her friend he needed to talk to her? Yeah. She called me one night and with a bit of anxiety and embarrassment in her voice, told me a man had been insisting for the past week to speak to me. He would not leave her alone. Even, oh God, I just read this. Even sat in her passenger seat as she drove to work in the morning. No. I was surprised. (laughs) This poor friend. Right? She's just trying to go to work. She's like, I'm just trying to live my life. Normal, like go to work, come home, and just ghosts are constantly There's pestering just a you. Ghost man in her passenger seat. Unacceptable. I was surprised, but I was open minded. And given that I loved and trusted my friend, I wanted to hear what she had to say. Mm-hmm. She also did not know anything about my uncle or his passing. That was gonna be my uh, my thought. Okay. As we had already graduated and hadn't been in as close of touch when he died. The details would not mean much to the listener, but suffice to say the things my uncle said were so unique that there is no way Michelle could have made them up. We spoke for an hour and a half. I have to burp. This is mimosas, y'all. It is. Those bubbles. Samosas. <laughs> the samosas. <laughs> the experience relieved a significant guilt I had about not seeing him before he died. Oh. He showed Michelle images of me rocking my infant daughter to sleep at night and crying when I would sing a song that made me think of him. Oh, my God. That I would stop singing because guilt swept over me like a tidal wave and I dissolve into tears. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I was blown away. And it is not an exaggeration to say this was a life changing experience. Um, Yeah, I I'd would say, say so. so. Yeah. I still grieve that my uncle isn't with me in human form, but I take great comfort in knowing he is still with me. He sends me signs all the time. Again, they wouldn't mean much to the listener, but I know when he is around. I want to know what those signs are. That's that's amazing. Since my other uncle, oh sorry, since then my other uncle and my granny have passed. I grieve those losses as well, but they didn't feel as devastating because I know they're around too. Mm-hmm. Over the 15 years that have followed that experience, my friend Michelle eventually embraced her gift, oh good, and started her own mediumship business several years ago. That's amazing. I mean, hey. I, I was going to say, like, if you got it and you can make money off of if it. If you got it, flaunt if it. If you got it, flaunt it. In this case, <laughs> if you can see the dead. <laughs> but also, that's really, really sad about your uncle, Katrina. Well, I mean, I, th- I think she's okay with it. No, I know. But still, that was like, I understand that feeling yeah. of not having been able to sort of, you know, say goodbye to someone. Mm-hmm. I have had many readings with her over the years and received messages of love and support from dozens of loved ones. I know without a shadow of a doubt, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses all the time. 
we are our loved one's heaven and they want to be near us. <gasps> That's oh. a beautiful thing to say. That is. That's a really good sentence. Oh. Side note, they do leave us alone during intimate moments. They aren't total voyeurs. <laughs> I was going to say, you know. I do wonder about that. Uh, then she says, this may be something you want to edit out, but I do want to give credibility to the idea of darker spirits. I'm not editing no, it out. No, absolutely. Here we go. I mean, Kate and I are being scratched and harassed yeah, constantly we, now. We are. <laughs> By just talking about we it. We need to sage this closet for real. It's much too complicated a topic to do it justice here. And my friend wrote an amazing book that details this information. But I will mention that there are different levels of spirit. Think of passing on after death like a 12-step program. There are dark spirits out there and they have to work to do, sorry, and they have work to do to move toward light. They may be annoying in the way they reach out, but they can't harm you. And there are spirit mentors keeping them in line on the other side. (laughs) It's a ghost pyramid scheme. (laughs) No, because remember when we were talking about Glenn Close and the MRA on the the Patreon? Yeah. The 12-step program was like started by that Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) It's a ghost. It's a ghost. A ghost scheme? Ghost scheme. (laughs) Kate, I think you named it. I think I did. I love it. It's also the mimosa talking. Uh, She says, I've included the book information at the end here. Oh, good. I wanted to preface my spooky story with this information because the spirit in this story was not trying to be spooky, but the way she chose to reach me was unlike anything I had experienced, so it gave me shivers. Wow. In 2018, a longtime friend passed unexpectedly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Her children came home from school with oh her children came home from school one day to find her on the couch. They thought she was asleep, but she was dead from taking Sudafed and drinking wine the night before. Oh, fuck. Although we didn't know that was the reason until the autopsy results came back months later. Can Sudafed and wine kill you? I I mean I I'm not a medical person, so I'm not sure, but I do feel like when you mix alcohol with certain things, your body can probably react. Oh my goodness. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought, I would think it would be like if you had taken it at the same time, but it, from what you just said, it sounds like she took Sudafed the night, or drank wine the night before and then took Sudafed the next day. No, it sounds, so it says, but she was dead from taking Sudafed and drinking wine the night before. Oh, she took, oh, oh, dang. That's loud. (laughs) That was really loud. I'm really sorry. Um, Okay, so she had mixed the two. It sounds like it. That sounds awful. Maybe this was before, because I don't think you can just go and buy Sudafed now at the store. I don't think you can either. I think you have to like go to the pharmacy and, and ask for it. It says, she was a widow and there was not much extended family to speak of. Oh my God, she was a, a widow. So her kids. Oh. Her poor babies. So myself and a couple other friends from our shared circle yeah. took on the work of cleaning out her house. That's so nice of you. Rounding up legal documents, making funeral arrangements, oh. and the myriad of other tasks that accompany a person's death. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That nobody, I feel like when someone dies, nobody really prepares you mm-hmm. for the level of like administration yes that's exactly that what it is because i when my mom died i know i've been talking shit about her but like after she passed i was back in west virginia for a month and a half and even then everything wasn't finished and yeah. i wasn't even the executor of her will oh wow like my cousin leslie was 
It's so much, and it almost, it's to a level that I think it's a little disgusting. It is disgusting. To have to deal with in, in a manner right after someone dies. Because the people that you go and talk to mm-hmm. about that are not nice people. No, they have to be very matter-of-fact. They have to be very matter-of-fact. You're not going to get any kind of sympathy from them because they need they have a job to get done. Yeah. You have things that you need to do. It's a really fucked up So system. you're grieving has nothing to do with like getting the estate settled. Yeah. So I ha- I think we need to change. I feel like we just need to change that societally. Yeah, it's pretty Ugh, messed up. It's so disgusting. My friend was young, not even 50 yet, and we could not find any kind of will uh, or other det- or And that's other- even worse. or other directives as we went through paperwork, cleaned and packed up the house. I decided to call Michelle and explain the situation and see if she'd be willing to try to do a reading with a spirit who had only been on the other side for 48 hours. Whoa. She agreed. My friend immediately came through and had a lot to say. She had not intended to die. Okay. It had been an accident and she was worried about her children. She told me a slew of details about planning her funeral, including what flowers she wanted, which songs played, who she wanted to speak, and even what dress she wanted to be cremated wow. in. Wow. She was very organized in the afterlife. She sounds like, a, she's amazing. She's like, I'm, fuck, this happened. Yeah. But let here's how to. She's like, but let's it. go. Yeah. She repeatedly expressed gratitude for everything our friends and I were doing to take care of things. She said, quote, I am going to make sure you find money that I hid in the house. (gasps) I laughed and told her that wasn't necessary and that I loved her and missed her. The next day I went to the house and looked in her closet for the dress. There were three that matched the description, so I took them out of the closet and hung them on a three-quarter high wall that separated the bathroom from the bedroom part of the suite. Okay, got it. It was tall enough that I couldn't see the top of it, but I could reach up on my tiptoes to put the edge of the hangers on the edge of the wall. So she's like hanging up the dresses. As I did so, my hand hit a box. I pulled it down and it was filled with money. I texted Michelle the photo of the dresses and asked which one it was. She got a quick answer from my friend and told me which one. (laughs) This is wild. This is crazy. (laughs) I love that Michelle's just like, what what questions? Oh, right. Hey, um, oh, got it. Yeah. And then. That's crazy. As I took the correct dress down from its perch, the TV on the other side of the room turned on by itself. Ooh. To say I was startled was an understatement. I about peed myself. I probably would have too. But managed to gather my wits and walked over to the other side of the room to get the remote and turn it off. You just said pee yourself. What if I was like, I already did. And I stood up and just had like a. I feel my like, pants were Kevin, wet. I can't give you mimosas anymore if you're going to keep <laughs> peeing yourself. You're like, you're paying for my ottoman to be cleaned. That ottoman just needs to be thrown away. As I reached for the remote, I saw it was laying on a cloth shopping bag, and inside the bag were about five gift cards to various local stores. Shivers covered my body. I definitely sensed she was there and wanted me to take that box of coins and bag of gift cards, just like she said the day before. Later on, I cashed in the cards and discovered they totaled about $200. Whoa. I gathered my wits and went to the garage to box up her photo albums to put in a storage unit for her children. As I thumbed through one, a $5 bill fell out. My friend made good on her word to show me the money in her house, that's for sure. (laughs) Sounds like it. 
I've never had a spirit reach me so directly as to turn on a TV. That was the spookiest way I have ever had a spirit reach out. Wow. Sometimes my uncle, a prankster at heart, Ah. flicks the lights in my house as a hello, and I always say hello back. That's all they really want, to know that we know they are there and to be acknowledged. Thanks for reading this far. The book I mentioned is called Faithful, A Spiritual Medium's Journey Beyond Fear, and it's by Michelle Mernon Paulson. I want to read that. I do too. The picture of the boy on the cover was one of my second grade students. What was the name of this book, Kate? It's called Faithful, A Spiritual Medium's Journey Beyond Fear. His name is Matthew. While my uncle was the spirit that initially outed Michelle to me, this little boy was hot on his heels. He had passed from leukemia, uh, excuse me, he had passed from leukemia a few months prior And he was desperate to connect with his parents, whom I knew from being his teacher as well as having his sister in my class the following year. Eventually, Michelle wound up visiting with them, and they were skeptical, but deep in grief, so willing to hear her out. Yeah, I would be the exact same way. Yeah, I found the book. Oh, good. And the way Matthew identified himself to them was equally goosebump-inducing. I hesitate to share that story on your pod because it isn't my story to tell. I understand that, yeah. I get that. But it's detailed in the book. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love the fun banter between you and Kevin. Thank you. Thanks. And if he (laughs) happens... And if he happens to ask why I was making off with the money in my friend's house instead of giving it to her kids, you can mention that we did a GoFundMe for the kids that raised a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! So they are doing just good, fine. Good. Ha-ha. I'm glad to hear that. I also love that she just assumed you would be I like, would be "Why like, the fuck why did are you, you take taking that, money? that fucking money?" I mean, it passed my mind, but I wasn't. I thought. <laughs> I thought we would get an answer to that, so I'm glad she included it. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be respectful. I, yeah, I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> an empty nester couple from our church who lived a half mile from the family took them in and raised them until they graduated oh, high school. Oh, my God. What wonderful people. It was really beautiful the way people came together to support the family of my deceased friend. Oh, my goodness. What a village. If you have a legit medium near you, I highly recommend the experience. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my tradition of dinner prep horrorwood tomorrow night. Oh, thanks, Katrina. Thanks, Katrina. That is wild. I want to go to a medium so bad. Okay, we need to. We need to do it. Aren't they, like, Katrina, does your expensive? does your friend who wrote the book does she do readings? Is um, that a thing? She does, but they are from California. Oh, they're from California. Oh, okay. so Zoom? that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Yeah, I remember after my mom had died. As much shit as I talk about her, um, I really it hit me hard after it happened, mm-hmm. and I looked up a lot of Chicago mediums because I was convinced that I should go to one and you know just see if I could connect with her. Because yeah. like when she died, I was like, she was like my only family person. Like, yeah, you know, and we were very, 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 very close, and so I was at a loss. Yeah, when she passed, and I was like, is there a way that I could talk to her still? And mm. I'm not even a religious person. Yeah, I, like believe I don't know what I believe, but yeah, I like that. Let's do it, Kate. Let's look it up. I really want to. I think they're super expensive. They though. are very expensive. It's hundreds of dollars, and there's oh. one in Chicago. I can't remember her name. I know exactly who you're talking about. She's the most popular, yeah. and you, her wait list is years. Insane. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need to make a lot of money. We should just go ahead and get on the wait list. (laughs) Oh, but I bet you have to put a deposit down. Oh, I'm sure you probably do. All right. Well, thank you, Katrina. That was a wild story. Thanks for being a listener as well. Yeah. Oh, so you have the next one. I do. (laughs) 
Oh, so there's a disclaimer on this Disclaimer. Line. All right, so this story that Kevin's about to read, I have actually read on here before. Okay. But this was like a year ago or more. Okay. Um, before we, people started sending us their stories. Okay. And so we only had the one, and it had its own episode. It was only like a few minutes, but um, I wanted to give it a proper placement yeah. on the Misfit Monday Right, like circuit. a full... Yes. episode story so you're gonna read it this time because okay. i have forgotten fresh, most of what happened fresh and f- uh fresh so some of you might have already heard this before but here we go you haven't heard me tell it hey y'all i don't know why i said that i loved it this one is from anonymous oh it's already mysterious anonymous not the computer hacking organization i'm assuming is that a computer ha- I they like know that. they like anonymous? hack stuff and then they like call people out I don't. I don't oh, know. Is it like the guy? There's a guy on TikTok who wears like a skull mask, and he has like a, a you know, one that of those might be voice, it. and he's like, but it's about people <laughs> that. <laughs> no, 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 He's Cookie Monster. So, I was gonna say it sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> I think this but, is just a person who uh, doesn't. No, want I know, his I know, I know. Revealed. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> it's not someone in a mask in a back room. I mean, it could be. Could be. Okay, here we go, y'all. From the start, I should say that I am not really a superstitious person. I believe in science and Newton's laws of motion and energy, which then makes it hard to also believe in ghosts. Fair. I Yeah, absolutely. Logic says no. Yeah. Yet, I also know that the world is a mysterious place, and there are some things that science just can't explain. Mm-hmm. Or at all. Yeah. And sometimes those mysterious things come for you, despite what oh. you believe to be true. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. It, it escalated. Is, she, is this person okay? I hope so. They're, like, eking out an email. <laughs> uh, so, I went to college in western Michigan, and I was part of an improv comedy troupe on campus. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We held weekend retreats twice a year, one in the late fall and another in the spring. For the fall retreat of my senior year, roughly 12 of us all went to the family cabin of one of the members. Her name was Kelly, and her parents had owned the cabin with a few other families for years. Oh, okay. Like a timeshare situation? Sounds like a timeshare, yeah. It was a pretty magical place. Crisp air. Amazing view of Lake Michigan. Oh, God. This makes me want to go to Michigan. sounds so nice. I love going over to... Michigan, like on the, is that the western coast on the lake there? Sure. Like where Saugatuck is around there? I don't know, but it sounds nice. Uh, <laughs> Kevin really wants sorry, to go there. Sorry, sex ghost. That's a callback from Callback from episode. episode. Okay, sorry. Beautiful dunes. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I've been to those dunes over there, I think. The cabin was well appointed with a big deck facing the water. Nice. There were about five bedrooms split across the main floor. Jeez. A basement and a small loft. Oh, this place is huge. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. The great room also had several big couches and most of the group usually slept out there. As a senior, I got dibs on the main floor bedroom, which I was excited about. You know, Spencer, for his birthday one year, it was during COVID, 
or just you know after the the really bad part of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, for his birthday we got a cabin on the lake in Michigan. Oh, nice! Um, a verbo, and uh, it sounds exactly like this place. Nice. I would want my own room too, so I am with anonymous I, here. Uh, oh yeah, same. Close same, that same, same. door and lock that shit. Lock it up. It should be noted that this was a fairly serious retreat for an improv comedy troupe full of planning and some training exercises for the new members. So they were like getting their, you know, down to business. It's a working retreat. Working retreat. Ugh. Hate it. Hate it. (laughs) There were no drugs or alcohol on the premises. Okay. The heart of boo. The hardest <laughs> substances being used and abused were nicotine and coffee. Oh, I mean, I'm okay for coffee. I'm. I used to smoke. I'm. You did. I'm okay. I smoked for like eight years. I did not know yeah, that. From when I was 18. Oh my goodness. To when I moved to Chicago. Oh wow. Yeah, smoker. Um, I loved it. <laughs> I'll still like every once in a while, like. I'll be out and I'll like, if I'm drinking, I'll have one and it just grosses me out. I love it. And we'll always love it. Oh my goodness. We all arrived on Friday night. Okay. We unpacked groceries, took a walk on the beach and then made dinner together. A great night. That sounds lovely. It does. On Saturday, we worked all day and by dinner time we were done and ready to kick back. Hey. A kick big, back with our coffee. Kick back with our coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> a big thunderstorm was rolling in. Ooh. Ooh, I love it. I love thunderstorms. Though, oh, a big thunderstorm was rolling in, though, and once the sun had set, the clouds let loose. Mm. I mean, fair enough. Good timing. There were huge lightning strikes way out on the lake with massive thunderclaps. I love that. I love that so much. I would love to just sit there and yeah. watch. Yeah. Oh, my dream. Have a glass of wine and my cats <laughs> and a cigarette. Oh my goodness, gross. Oh, and a hard, <laughs> sorry, and a hard pouring rain. Okay. Okay. But it was actually really pleasant to watch the squall from inside the cabin. Yeah. As it would be. The few smokers in the group discovered that they could stand out on the deck against the side of the cabin and stay dry under the eaves while they smoked a quick cigarette. Okay. Good for them. We've all smoked in the rain. The evenings... (laughs) (laughs) Have we? (laughs) No. The evening's entertainment consisted mostly of card games, a lame round of truth or dare, and some records. I imagine if there's no drugs or alcohol involved, that truth truth or dare game... Was not popping off. I can imagine the same. Because when, when Spencer and I went out to that cabin, his friend Maria came and we did, we got super high uh. on edibles <laughs> and we uh, played Cards Against Humanity. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> then around 11 p.m., Kevin, my name, Whoa. a freshman who was new to the group, went out on the deck for a smoke. Okay. I was here, y'all. This is me. (laughs) The storm was still in full effect, and while he was out there, two big lightning strikes happened in quick succession, following by deafening thunder. Mm -hmm. Oh, those big ones. Those big ones. (laughs) I love a big one. (laughs) It's the same after I have Taco Bell the night before. (laughs) After the second thunder we're sorry Um, anonymous anonymous this is my own shit this is you know don't worry about it after the second thunderclap kevin quickly re-entered the cabin okay were you looking at something 
No, I'm picturing. Oh, this sorry. In my brain. You looked up and I was like, "What? No, what's up I, there?" I was like looking at it in my mind. Kate, <laughs> your mind's eye. <laughs> That's it. Uh, deafening thunder. After the second thunderclap, thunderclap. Kevin quickly re-entered the cabin, clearly agitated. Hmm. All the color had drained out of his face. Oh. Ooh. I saw something. He said, "A boat." What? The questioning began. What kind of boat? Where? I'm just starting to remember this from before. Because I had forgotten a lot about it. It's spooky. Kevin continued. When the lighting... That sounds like I um, am speaking in the third person. (laughs) Kevin continued reading the story. When the lightning flashed for the first time just now, I saw a huge boat out on the lake. Like an old-timey boat with masts and a sail. The boat was sinking, and there were people on it, and some more people in the water trying to swim to shore. Woof. When the lightning flashed again, there was nothing there. Oh, my God. The group was quiet. Now, we didn't know Kevin very well. (laughs) He had just shown up there. He turns out to be like one of the passengers from the boat. That's he's a ghost. But they, but he's part of the group, right? He is. He's okay. an improv person. He was a freshman and he was kind of a rebellious cool kid. Okay. He studied philosophy and wore a black leather jacket and was pretty serious most of the time. Okay. I know the type. Yeah. So this was pretty weird for him to be saying this. And because we didn't know him well and his level of agitation was so palpable and alarming, Mm -hmm. we tried to laugh it off. I'm Fair enough. You know, you don't want to like push something weird. Then Kelly told us that this was a pretty haunted area. Kelly. Now she tells us. Now she brings it up. (laughs) God damn it, Kelly. That there had been a lot of shipwrecks in the 1800s in this part of Michigan. Yeah, there were a lot of sunken ships in Lake Michigan. What? Yeah, I've seen like, you can look up a bunch of pictures of them. And the laughing got a little quieter. The subject was changed and the rest of the night was mostly spent in quiet conversation and card games. Kevin went to bed in the basement. Oh, Kevin. And eventually I turned in after midnight. I fell asleep quickly. And that's when it happened. What the fuck happened? Nervous. Uh, At about three in the morning, I woke up and felt two things. One, I felt cold because the room was suddenly freezing. Mm. It was maybe 60 degrees outside and humid when we went to bed. But it felt like I was in a freezer now. And FYI, this was several years before The Sixth Sense came out. (laughs) Good one. Two, I felt something sitting on the end of the bed. Don't love that. It was a strange feeling. Whatever it was was heavy, and I felt like I was being pushed down into the bed. Oh, and as I oh, that's awful. And as I came out of my sleep state into consciousness, I remember making the decision to keep my eyes closed. I don't know why something felt weird, and it was scary. After a moment of laying, lying there with the cold and the weird pressure on my legs, I slowly opened my eyes just a little. Oh, I'm crazy. And there was the silhouette of a woman sitting on the end of the bed looking out the window. Oh. Her face was turned away from me. At first, I thought it was one of the other girls in the group playing a joke, but I could also see that this woman was wearing an unusual dress. A lacy dress with a high neck. A Victorian dress. Why is it always Victorian? You know, I feel like Victorians had a hard go of it. And they're all just kind of pissed and still hanging around. 
that that actually makes good <laughs> sense to me. There's um there's a I feel like I've talked about it before, but there's that trend on TikTok of like people pretending to be artificial oh, intelligence. Yeah. But there's one there's one person who kind of does something similar, but she's dressed as like a little Victorian boy ghost. <laughs> and she's like, What do you mean? And like she'll like be talking and then she'll go into into like a um a hang- a bloody handkerchief. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so good. Oh. Um a large hat was on her lap. Oh. It's very I, detailed. It is very detailed. I laid there for a moment thinking to myself, is this real? Is this a dream? Are you fully awake? Maybe you are just, still asleep. Just talking about sleep. I yawned. Made Kevin yawn. Oh my god. But I could see her through my eyelashes. Ooh. Ooh. Her hair was up and she wasn't moving or breathing. Don't like it. And the pressure was incapacitating. I couldn't move my legs at all. Oh, that's, that's scary. That's so weird. Yikes. And she must have sensed me then, sensed my consciousness perhaps, because in the next instant, everything released. Dang. Is it like sleep paralysis? It sounds like it. Yeah. The cold was gone. The pressure was gone. I flung the blanket off me and turned on the lights. Nothing. I went out to the main room, freaking out a bit, and rightly so, yeah, but everyone was asleep. Oh. I went back into the bedroom and laid down. I could feel that nothing was there now, and I fell back into an uncomfortable sleep eventually. How do you even, I was going to say. I don't think I could sleep after something yeah. like that. I would be turning on the lights, turning on the TV, yeah. getting someone else up, being like, we're going to, you know, go get Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Kevin back. Bring Kevin back. It was actually Kevin in drag. He was just trying to scare everybody. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, in the morning, I told everyone about my ghost encounter. And while I wasn't laughed out of the cabin, it did seem in the light of day like it must have been a dream. Except I knew it wasn't. Mm. The retreat wrapped up eventfully. Une- sorry. The- oh. <laughs> I was- it's already sounds it pretty It is very eventful. eventful. The retreat wrapped up uneventfully. Okay. We cleaned up the cabin and then we all drove back to campus on Sunday, back to our busy schedules, and I mostly forgot about my ghostly encounter or rather tried to forget. Mm-hmm. But later that semester, Kelly told me that her parents went to use the cabin a week or so after we had been there. They were upset and asked her if we had been drinking because all of the chairs in the cabin were upside down when they arrived. What? Ew. Now, maybe someone had been there between us and them. Could be. Although no one was scheduled. Or maybe I forgot s- about this part from yeah. before. Or maybe someone in our group did that on the way out and didn't tell anyone. That like, doesn't seem it likely. It doesn't seem likely. It's possible. Or just maybe it's not something that can be explained easily or at all. Oh. Wow. I, for one, know that I'm never going back to that cabin ever again. Okay, that's fair. I probably wouldn't either. Same. That's the end. Oh, thank you, Anonymous. That's a terrifying story. That is. I'm really interested to, like, it's so crazy that he saw that shipwreck out there in that's a flash of light. That's wild. Yeah. That's terrifying. And that there were people, like, like in the water. In the water. Oh. Ugh. All right, we have one last one here. Mm-hmm. Here we go. This is from Julia it says, hey, Kate and Kevin, sharing one maybe ghost story. Hey, Julia. Hey, Julia. Feel free to edit as much as you need want. Not gonna. Oh, she's from Chicago. Oh. It was a breezy May evening in Chicago. 
I was 21, and my friend Carla and I had recently returned from a spring break trip to our favorite city, London. Yeah, you love did. London. I love London. We decided to meet at the Red Lion Pub, an historic two-story English-style pub in Chicago's Lincoln Park neighborhood, to rehash our UK adventure and look at vacation pictures. Side note, this was in the before times when we only had flip phones and no Instagram. (laughs) As a newly minted 21-year-old, my knowledge of the Chicago bar scene was slim. I was just excited to legally drink a Guinness in a bar that sort of looked like a pub you might find in London. Mm. Well, and also she would have been able to drink in London. Exactly. That's the thing. I knew the Red Lion was in an old brick building on Lincoln Avenue, and I knew it was popular with my college friends. What I didn't know... The Red Lion was rumored to be haunted. Oh, really? Is it still there? I don't know. I'll look it up. Continue. Around 7.30 that Friday evening, after a couple of pints and a couple of hours laughing over our London stories, we started to wind down our meetup. I was heading to a friend's birthday party, so I decided to use the restroom before the long bus ride. Carla told me the women's restroom was on the second floor of the pub. We happened to be sitting in a booth directly across from the long wooden staircase to the second floor, so I asked Carla to watch my bag while I ran upstairs to use the bathroom. I remember reaching the second floor of the pub and feeling surprised that the upstairs was a large open room that looked like a party space. On this evening, the second floor was not in use, so the room was an empty sea of chairs stacked on top of tables. I scanned the empty room for the bathroom. Did you find something? Yep, it's still there. It is? Mm-hmm. I scanned the empty room for the bathroom. I remember thinking how pretty the golden hour light looked streaming mm. through the windows. I remember turning to my right and seeing posters tacked up on the wall for upcoming plays at storefront theaters. Hey. Then turning to my left and seeing a flyer for a DePaul Law student event. Then turning back to center... And seeing a little girl standing in the middle of the empty room. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're disgusted by the fact there was a child. Although it is weird because it's a bar. Right. Get the fuck out. She was holding onto a pole. So she's a stripper. That ran from the ceiling to the floor. A Victorian like little girl stripper. (laughs) That's awful. Sorry. She was just standing there alone, looking directly at me. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, my God. I remember thinking, that's weird. (laughs) But she was a little kid. So I called out, hello, hoping I hadn't scared her. Was she there the whole time and I just didn't see her, I thought? Did she pop out of a room I can't see? My mind was racing. She said hello back and walked up to me. She looked to be between 8 and 10 with okay. dirty blonde chin-length hair. Yeah. She was wearing a plain short sleeve top that was purple or maybe dark blue. Okay, so not Victorian. Okay. I quickly scanned the room again to see if I could find a parent or adult nearby. What are you doing up here, I asked. I don't know, she said, matter-of-factly. And then asked, are you a doctor? Ew. What? I wouldn't have engaged with a child because I'm always afraid a kid is going to say something shitty to me because they don't have filters. So I'm always afraid they're going to make fun of my voice or like call me like, you know, fat. Oh my goodness. Kids are awful. Kids are. I would have just been like, go find your mom. Bye. Then, okay. So then she says, this is in parentheses. Okay. 
In retrospect, yes, this is a super creepy question for a little kid to randomly ask someone. I agree. While standing in an empty bar at eight o'clock at night. But in the moment, I kind of laughed in confusion and said, what? No. And figured she thought my light tan raincoat looked like a doctor's coat. Oh, that's funny. Okay, I could I I could could see see that. that. By this point, I really had to pee. So I concluded that she was the eccentric kid of an employee and asked her if she knew where the bathroom was. She pointed behind me and I made a beeline for the bathroom door. And even though she was a cute kid, I distinctly remember feeling glad, even relieved, to get away from her. I mean, that's me with any kid. (laughs) I'm like, get the fuck away. Get away. As someone who more or less likes kids. Oh, well, that's good. Good for you, Julia. Some people have to. (laughs) This was a strange feeling for me. I also remember that I took a bit longer to wash my hands, sort of hoping she would be gone when I reemerged. I would do the exact same thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I, I was thinking about it, but I didn't. But when I came back out of the bathroom, she was still there oh my standing God. in the same spot. Okay, I said, heading for the stairs, again surprised by the feeling I had. I wanted to get away from this kid. Where are you going? She asked. Ooh. Downstairs. That's where my friend is. I'm going downstairs with you. I heard her say as I placed my hand on the banister. I took a couple of steps and turned around to see if she was really coming downstairs with me. And sure enough, she was. I saw her little hand on the banister behind my own. As I made my way down the long, rickety staircase, I had two thoughts. First, I thought, ah, good, her parents must be downstairs. That makes sense. And second, I thought, Carla is going to think this is hilarious. I go upstairs to use the bathroom and come down with a random little kid that wants to hang out with me at a bar. I just think of Sweet Home Alabama. You have a baby in a bar. bar. (laughs) I got to the bottom of the stairs and headed to our booth, eager for Carla to meet this wacky kid. I could see Carla looking in my direction and gave her a, would you get a load of this head nod? She didn't react, except to hold up my bag for me as she exited the booth. I turned around, thinking I'm about to introduce her to the little girl, but there is no little girl standing behind me. I quickly scanned the length of the pub. There is no little girl in the pub. I bound halfway up the stairs and looked up onto the second floor landing. No little girl. That's so weird, I say, sliding back into the booth. What? Carla asks, clearly annoyed with the whole situation. Carla, why are you so annoyed? There was a kid up there, and she said she was coming downstairs with me, but now I don't see her. Carla's face instantly changes from annoyed to intrigued. There was a kid up there, she asks, sliding back into the booth and leaning towards me. Yeah, I say, unsure of her sudden interest. Also, Julia, you're an excellent writer. I mean, can I just say that all of these stories have been they're, very, very well written? They're very compelling. Oh my God. You guys are great writers. Yes. Keep on writing us. Uh, okay. So she says there was a kid up there. Yeah. I say, unsure of her sudden interest. I'm going to check it out. She says before darting up the stairs. As I wait for her, I try to wrap my brain around the unexpected events that have occurred since I went to use the bathroom. I see Carla heading down the stairs. She's shaking her head. No. Dude, there's no kid up there. Her face is flushed with adrenaline. I'm not kidding. There really was a little girl. I fire back, thinking she's doubting me. I'd be like, bitch, there was a girl up there. (laughs) She's like looking at the stairs and that little girl that comes tumbling down and like falls. And Carla comes out and she's like, I found the little creepy bitch. (laughs) You really don't like kids. (laughs) 
I bet that kid fell on the stairs and died oh. and haunts that place. Let's see what happens. Sorry. She looks at me for a beat, then her tone gets quiet. You know this place is supposed to be haunted, right? Later that night, I called my mom. I'd felt off since the encounter. I couldn't shake the fact that a random little girl was upstairs in an empty room of a bar and I didn't help her. Oh, I had a nagging feeling that I should have asked more. It's not more- your job. It's whoever her caretaker is. She says, I had a nagging feeling that I, that I should have asked more questions or made sure she was with a parent. I get okay, that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I guess if you do. I mean, if a kid was in need, I, mean, she- I wouldn't. I would help. I'm not. Yeah. I don't hate kids that much. You're not much. a horrible person. I'm not person. an asshole. <laughs> I felt guilty that I was so eager to get away from her and that I didn't go back upstairs uh, to look for her. Yeah. I told my mom the story and asked her if I did the right thing. She told me I was probably right that if it that it was a sorry that it was the kid of an employee and to call the bar and ask if any employees had a little girl. Oh, that's a good idea. I called the bar a few times that night, but no one answered. Oh, busy. Yeah. I called again the next day and asked the woman who answered the phone. She said she didn't think so, but she was new, so she wasn't sure. Fair. Later that night, I reluctantly typed Red Lion Pub Chicago Haunted into an internet search bar. Ooh. And sure enough, articles popped up about the haunted Red Lion (gasps) Pub. I nervously clicked on each article, feeling waves of relief when I read about the reported ghosts. The lilac woman, the old cowboy, a sad woman in a 1920s-style dress. Oh, my God. Phew, I thought. The, phew, I thought. I, I was trying to make that sound. Like, the way she wrote it, it's, like, really good. It's, like, italicized with an exclamation point. You so got I, it. I was trying to, like, phew. Phew. I thought this whole thing is an urban legend. But then I clicked on an article that described the ghost of a young girl who possibly died during a fire. Oh, shit. And my blood ran cold. And then over the coming days, I found more articles that referenced a little ghost girl at the Red Lion Pub. And suddenly it all became too eerily familiar to me. I wanted to get away from it. I didn't want to think about the possibility that the very real little girl I talked to that Friday night could be anything other than a very real little girl. I never did solve the mystery of who or what I encountered that Friday evening at the Red Lion Pub. Yikes. I think on some level, I don't want to know. Fair enough. Don't blame you. Yeah. Oh, she says the original Red Lion, Pu- Red Lion Pub was demolished in 2013. Oh, wow. Side note, I googled the Red Lion Pub recently yeah. for this story and can't find any of the original articles I found. Oh, shit. This was over 20 years ago, so I'd have to do a deep dive to find them. Yeah, you'd probably have to go to microfilm or something. But what is so wild is that I found general references to a ghost girl, and again, it made my blood run cold. It's so freaky. Here are a couple of quotes. Quote, the ghost of a little girl, she always seems to be in search of something or someone she has yet to find. Oh, that's from usghostadventures.com. Okay. And then the last one is, some employees and patrons also report a little girl ghost who wanders the Red Lion Pub. What or who could she be searching for? That's from windycityghost.com. Oh. That's so sad. I need to know more about this little girl. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. There's some stuff on um, IllinoisHauntedHouses.com. About the Red Lion Pub? Yeah. Should we go there? Oh, well, the original was demolished. It's demolished, yeah. 
That sucks. That's wild. But there still is a Red Lion pub on Lincoln. Maybe we should just check it out. Let's go. Let's check it out. Let's, let's have see. dinner. I could do it for some fish and chips. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. Thanks, that Julia. Was, that was amazing. That was a good one. Oof, These were spooky. good. It gave me chills. Thank you, Misfits, for writing in. Keep sending us your stories. We love it. We like to read them. It's fun. Write more. It's October. It's about you. You. And you. if you have more to send us, you can email them to... Horrorwood Podcast at I almost said gmail.com. <laughs> gmail.com. Gmail.com. And you can leave us comments on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Horrorwood Podcast. Or you can jump on over to Patreon if you've got some change just burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah. You're like, give me more. Give I me want more. more. Let's <laughs> tell stories. Five dollar, two dollar. There you go. Those are the, <laughs> Those <tears>. are the tiers. <laughs> Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash horrorwood podcast. That's that's the show, folks. Mm-hmm.